Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 33 of the Under Further Review podcast. I'm Burke. I'm Jen. And we are here with some very special guests today. Um, we This is going to be a little bit of a shorter episode, I think, um, but most of the focus is going to be on the upcoming um, Conor McGregor-Floyd Mayweather fight. And for uh, that issue um we've got uh what we're calling our even stevens <laughs> <laughs> please don't sue us disney corner uh, <laughs> um with uh two steves who are going to talk to us about um their thoughts on the mayweather mcgregor fight um they are boxing and mma experts possibly self-appointed but um <laughs> they seem to know a lot I think. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I don't know if there's really a legal aspect to this, except that Conor McGregor makes racist comments. That's not really illegal. And Floyd Mayweather has been arrested for beating up his partner. So. Which is a legal issue, but we won't talk about that today. No. So um, with that, I guess, um, Steve and Steve, what are your thoughts? You want me to? So the first Steve will start here, and I'm going to try not to upset the other Steve too much because he has views that are discredited by a lot of boxing experts, <laughs> despite the fact that he is himself a boxing expert, which I recognize, and, and I like to think of myself as that. Uh, he has a lot more MMA knowledge than I do. Um, I will give a real quick take, much like uh, Mr. Stephen A. Smith or uh, Skip Bayless, but I think both of us have more knowledge than them. No offense again. Um, <laughs> oh, we're just going to get sued by Disney. Yeah, I, I'm, we're not trying to, to get sued. Um, so my thought is similar to the esteemed Max Kellerman's views on this fight, which I think Max Kellerman had put Conor McGregor's uh, odds at 0% of winning in the fight. Now, my odds of him winning are not 0% because I know that Conor McGregor can punch. Uh, he's going to be very awkward in the fight. Um, and I think he'll have, in some ways, maybe a better chance than someone like Andre Berto, who was Floyd's last opponent, that really had nothing to offer, not a huge puncher. So I do give Conor McGregor a greater than 0% chance, but not much greater. Um, so, Steve, before you move on from there, why is it that people are giving Conor <laughs> McGregor such a low um, chance of winning? Because I don't know that all of our listeners are uh, boxing or MMA. Well, you're going to have to get the other Steve to defend uh, Conor McGregor's <laughs> chances of winning. Um, you know, I think a lot of the people who are interested in this fight are UFC fans, MMA fans. I myself am a, am a UFC fan, but not at the level of, of my colleague here. Um, I have watched Conor's last several fights. I've watched probably 14 of or, uh, the last 15 Mayweather fights. Um, and for me, it's just a difference between someone who is not only an all-time great boxer, but someone who has a, a very defensive-oriented style where other terrific world champions like Manny Pacquiao and Canelo Alvarez had trouble landing anything of significance on him. I think Conor McGregor's only chance here is to kind of maul Mayweather, kind of like Marcos Maidana successfully did a few years ago and, and had a very close fight with him. Basically maul him, show him weird angles, do weird stuff, and hope that he lands a big shot. He does have power. Um, I think that if he doesn't do that quickly, that he is going to run out of gas probably in the third or fourth round after chasing Mayweather around and getting countered and just not be, you know, his endurance is good in MMA somewhat, I think. I think he'll be in good condition. I think it's a whole other thing to chase someone around for round after round and not be able to hit them and constantly get hit back. And I think that at some point he'll wear out and, and tire out. And I bet on that in Las Vegas or in Reno, the poor man's Las Vegas. So I'm biased. The biggest, or what is it? The, the little, little biggest, biggest big city, city or yeah. something. The biggest, biggest little city. city in the world. Yes. Uh, Steve, do you have a counter for why you think McGregor might actually do well or if not win? Well, just to, to, to start, I, I'm a boxing fan. I started off as a boxing fan. I watched, started watching boxing in the 80s with my dad. And I have a very deep appreciation for the sport. Um, however, I, I'm giving 
McGregor a uh, better chance than most people. Um, I, 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 I don't, I would say that his, I would not say that he has better than a 20% chance of, of winning. And the reason for that, are, are there's, there's, there's several. Uh, first and foremost, um, Floyd Mayweather is 40 years old mm -hmm. and he has been off for two years. He's been retired for two years, so he's been inactive. Um, Conor McGregor, on the other hand, has, uh, is, is 29 years old, and is in the prime of his career, and he's an active competitor. Uh, in addition, he has significant uh, uh, physical advantages. Um, uh, he, he'll, he's, he has significantly taller than uh, Mayweather. He will have a, a, a I, I think it's at least a five inch reach advantage over Mayweather. And the, at the uh, come fight night, he will probably outweigh Mayweather by about 20 pounds. Um, so I think uh, th those kind of tip in his scale. Now, you know, mo most people say, well, how can somebody who's 49 and 0 uh, kind of be beaten by somebody who has absolutely no professional boxing experience? And I think that is kind of, uh, people with that kind of limited view are coming from uh, an old school boxing mindset where they think, well, boxing is the end all be all. And granted, we're, we're, they're fighting under boxing rules, but Conor McGregor has been competing in MA for, I don't know, for the last 14 or so years. And in he's, you know, during those years, he's been punching people in the face and getting punched in the face. So, um, and, and doing quite well at it. So I think, uh, uh, just on those those facts alone, he has a better chance than most people are giving him. Um, there is some talk, or at least I've read some stuff about how the gloves are two ounces lighter than what they would normally be. So I guess the gloves are ten ounces, but in this fight they're going to be eight, eight. ounces. So is that something that is negotiated beforehand? And does this give Mayweather, I guess maybe like a, an advantage because he is older, or I don't know, like. So, so we've been, uh, the, the Steves here have been debating this very issue and, oh, excellent. <laughs> you know, so I think, and Steve, correct me if I'm wrong on this. So generally the eight ounce gloves, uh, I think the limit to have eight ounce gloves is 147 pounds. Anything above that you have 10 ounce gloves because of the greater impact that the gloves may have at the higher, you know, people at higher weights naturally are going to be bigger and stronger and hit harder. And so generally there's, I don't know if it's the Nevada State Athletic Commission that puts that limit. Yeah, Steve is saying yes. Yeah, well, the actual limit is it's, it's, uh, uh, up to 140 pounds is eight ounces gloves. At 147 pounds, which is a welterweight limit, you can have, you're supposed to have uh, by default 10 ounce gloves, but you can, if, if both sides agree, you can use eight ounce gloves. Anything above 147 pounds, meaning 154 pounds and up, is 10 ounce gloves uh, under the rules. So I, I think that, and I think both of us agree, I think Mayweather. Mayweather is the one who I believe brought this up originally, and I think it was kind of a bluff, like to, you know, be, because of the rule, and I think this was your view, and I agree with it. Mayweather kind of brought this up because everyone's like, oh, Connor's such a big puncher, and, and Mayweather said, oh, fine, let's go fight an eight ounce gloves, and he kind of did it knowing that that wasn't something that was available. And sh for whatever reason, the Nevada State Athletic Commission, I think, kind of unexpectedly, even against doctor's advice, said, okay, go ahead, that's fine. Both sides agree, that's fine. So we have these eight ounce gloves. Now, in my view, I do agree, Con you know, Connor, I, like I said, I've watched many of his UFC fights. He is a big puncher. He's going to weigh a lot more than Mayweather is on the night of the fight. Um, and from my perspective, that's great. 
but it doesn't help you a lot if you're not actually hitting someone. Mayweather is not a big puncher at this point of his career at this weight. He was a big puncher coming up, or, you know, he was never a huge one-punch knockout puncher, but he was someone who did have power and would put together combinations as he came up at 135 and 140. He was a pretty good puncher. Mayweather is going to be countering him at will. He's going to hit him a whole bunch of times, early and often, and I think the 8-ounce gloves are going to be a huge benefit to Mayweather. The only caveat to that is that, you know, uh, McGregor has been kind of trolling him for his brittle hands. Uh, Mayweather <laughs> has had some hand problems in his career. And one of the actual ways that McGregor could win this fight, and this, it sounds like a joke to those people who aren't as familiar, but, you know, fighters sometimes break their hands. You can break your hand on somebody's head. Conor McGregor has a huge head, physically and metaphorically. Um, <laughs> and, and that could happen. And honestly, if Floyd broke both his hands, I would still pick Floyd to outbox McGregor with no hands. Uh, <laughs> although I guess that didn't work out for Malinaji as much. I was uh, going to say that seems like that would be difficult. <laughs> well, you know, I have a different take on the whole uh, eight, eight ounce uh, glove uh, issue. I think you know. I, I I think Conor McGregor was the one who initially raised this issue. In so far as during one of the press conferences, he noted that in order to uh, get uh, to get the fight, he had to agree to a bunch of stipulations, and among those stipulations was that the the, the ounces be been ten ounce gloves. Uh, they, they they can be Mexican made. They had to be horse no hair. no horse, horse hair, hair and so forth and so on. He made he made light of this fact and and, and that got underneath Mayweather's skin. So in, in response to that, he said, uh, "Let's let's do eight ounce gloves." And they made a petition to the Nevada Athletic State uh, Commission about that, and which was ultimately approved. And I don't think he did that uh, made that petition knowing that he that the, the eight ounces wouldn't be approved. I think he actually wanted the eight ounces be he due to the fact that he has been. Uh, over, I, I do think that he's actually, in some sense, overlooking uh, McGregor, as as most boxing uh, pundits have been. Uh, I think actually McGregor is going to give Mayweather a lot more difficulty than um, most people are expecting, just because of the fact he's not going to approach it as a boxer. He's going to approach it, this as a fight, and he's going to try to make it as dirty as possible. And I think he's and he's going to come at Mayweather with angles and, and looks that Mayweather hasn't seen before. And that 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 may may throw Mayweather off. You know, Mayweather usually takes the first three to four rounds to figure out his opponents, download what they're doing, what they're about, and solve their problem. Um, I heard during an interview um, uh, with Al Bernstein yesterday uh, uh, that <laughs> uh, Al Bernstein, who's a, a boxing commentator for Showtime, basically called. Mayweather the Borg from Star Trek. I don't know oh. if you remember from Star Trek, but the Borg were people oh, yes. who would, who would, you know, you would shoot them, and then you know, a couple times, and then all of a sudden, and they would die, and then all of a sudden, what they you would shoot them with, it would not phase them anymore because they had assimilated to whatever the damage was. And I think it's a good characterization of Mayweather in that he downloads, you, you know, what his opponents are good at, and then figures them out and, and is able to kind of uh, take advantage uh, and. and, and and, and find a way to win. And I think the the initial odd looks and angles that McGregor is going to um, uh, come at uh, Mayweather with is going to give him a very good shot to land something significant in the uh, early rounds and potentially stop the fight. Yeah, and, and just to, I agree with a lot of Steve's points. I don't think McGregor is going to stop the fight, but um, the, two the two fights that Floyd has had in his career, his 21-year career, as he likes to remind us, <laughs> were against Jose Luis Castillo in, I believe, 2002, and Marcos Maidana in 
what, 2014, something like that. In both cases, so the Jose Luis Castillo fight, most people who watched it, I watched it, I didn't watch it super carefully. Most boxing fans, I believe, felt that Floyd lost that first fight against Castillo. Castillo's a very good fighter. Castillo was a lightweight champion. He was a great fighter. They had a rematch. Floyd had learned so much from that fight, he came back and he won the next fight easily. He did the same thing with Maidana a few years ago. I thought that Floyd beat Marcos Maidana in their first fight, but it was a close fight. The second fight was not that close. Um, so Floyd will learn his opponent's strategy, what they're doing after a couple rounds, and then kind of take over the fight. Same thing with Shane Mosley. He got hit very bad with two, two shots, probably the two best shots that he's had in his career in the second round against Shane Mosley six or seven years ago and came back and won a boring uh, defensive fight, which he dominated the rest of, of the way. I do think that McGregor's best bet is to give him, you know, I've seen sparring clips that uh, his camp, that McGregor's camp has released uh, with Pauli Malignaggi, which is a whole other subject that we could spend an entire podcast <laughs> on, and including Pauli Malignaggi's reaction to those. Um, there are photos of him, jump, McGregor, jumping and doing kind of bizarre antics, and uh, I actually think that's something that if he can avoid himself getting disqualified, that that's something to his advantage, <laughs> because Mayweather has seen every type of boxing. He had, a, he had an amateur career. He was a bronze medalist, probably should have been a gold medalist in the Olympics. He got kind of, kind of screwed there. He's seen every type of boxing, but he hasn't seen the stuff that whatever Conor McGregor is going to come in doing. And I think that's something that if Conor McGregor manages early to just do something bizarre and catch him off guard and maul him or get away with something, then he, if he hits him, he has the power to knock him out. I just think that it's it's going to be very difficult for him to... I just think that Floyd is just so great defensively, and, and I just think that Conor's going to be so overmatched. Does this signal, like, is Conor McGregor trying to become a boxer, or is he staying in MMA and this is sort of for, like, the PR, for the experience of it, or for shits and giggles? I don't know. Well, he, he's coming out for the payday because he's well, going to yes, make over $100 million yes. for this well, fight alone. He's a brilliant man for that. Setting that is, aside. Which is something that he would never have uh, been able to make in, in, in MMA. Uh, I think... Uh, he is, he, you know, w with, with branching over to boxing, he is now looking to become the, 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 the face of combat sports and be, in, in, in his view, he, he's able to rule over both, both sports mm -hmm. um, simultaneously. But if he, if he loses, as I guess most people would say, and does it, does it matter if he loses, you know, if he goes the whole distance and it's a decision or something, and does that create a different legacy for McGregor versus Mayweather? Or, you know, if, if Mayweather knocks him out in the six, which this is what I'm predicting, um, you know, what does that what does that mean for I guess the future of the sports or their well, their individual? Legacy? Yeah, I don't think I don't think one way or the other. If 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 for example, if, if there's a McGregor upset, I don't think it's going to hurt boxing or MMA, and and vice versa. If if Mayweather blows out McGregor, I don't think it's going to damage either one. I mean, McGregor's really at a win-win situation, and so far he's coming into a brand new sport, and not only is he coming into a brand new sport with he has zero professional experience, but he's also fighting what's arguably the greatest boxer of our generation. So if he loses, he loses, you know, and, and, and he makes a hundred million dollars, and oh well, I tried to go against the very best of the sport, and I came up short. I'm um, just going to go back and do MMA, which I've been doing so well. Or he can just simply retire and live off the funds right. that he made. And he's he's expressed some. He had a, a faux retirement uh, like a year ago or so before he had his rematch with Nate Diaz. He had lost the first match to Nate Diaz, came back and beat him in actually a very tough, close fight. I think the better boxing match would be Floyd Mayweather and Nate Diaz. That, to me, would be a competitive fight. Nate Diaz from Stockton has is a... Is it because of is, the styles? 
Nate, Nate Diaz has a boxing. Yeah, he does. He has a great Stockton slap. He's got a mural of him in Stockton. Uh, Nate Diaz, besides being a, an outstanding Brazilian jiu-jitsu practitioner, actually does have something of a boxing background, as does Conor McGregor. Conor mm -hmm. McGregor will tell you that growing up in, I think it's Grumlin, Crumlin, someplace like yeah, Crumlin. Yeah, Crumlin. Uh, who, that, like the south central of Dublin, apparently. Yeah. And so we all watched that. Uh, it wasn't a 30 for 30, but we've watched the All Access, and we've watched some other things. So he does have some boxing background, as does Nate Diaz. I would see that as a competitive fight. Um, well, I, w I would disagree with that. Because I think the you know, hits harder, you know Nate Diaz would come at May him. Mayweather as as a traditional boxer and 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 solely as a boxer, whereas McGregor again is going to come out with different looks that Mayweather not has probably never seen before. He's never gone against anybody other than a pure boxer, and so I think in that respect, I think Mayweather would have a much easier time with Diaz than he would McGregor. So the one thing I have to give, and I think all of us need to give, whether we like McGregor, don't like McGregor, whatever you think about McGregor, five years ago. McGregor was, was, was getting benefits or, or food stamps from the Irish government. He's going to make $100 million for the, that he somehow has talked himself into this fight. Now, he's a big star in UFC. I've watched a lot of I've watched several of his UFC fights. He mm -hmm. is kind of, him along with Ronda Rousey brought UFC kind of more into the mainstream. And he, he deserves, I mean, he is a, in some sense, a genius for having the ability to talk. And there are, this fight against Mayweather is a jackpot. And there are a lot of fighters that wanted that. Very good world champions that have been trying to troll Floyd into a fight for years and not, not been successful. Floyd, like Steve said, this is a win-win situation where Floyd can come out of retirement, get his 50th win. In his mind, I don't think he's terribly worried about losing or getting hurt. He's going to make, I've read, up to $300 million for this fight, similar to what he made against Pacquiao. Conor McGregor now has to share some of his money with Dana White and the UFC because, first of all, the UFC fighters, for those of you who don't know, they don't make anything anywhere near the top light boxers. They make, you know, you may have someone good in UFC making a, a couple hundred thousand dollars or whatever, whereas you may have a boxer. Now, Floyd is an extreme example because uh, he makes yeah. hundreds of millions, but most top flight boxers, okay, they're at least going to make a couple million for a big championship fight. A lot of the UFC fighters, and, and Steve admittedly has more knowledge about this than I do, but on general, the top boxers make more, a lot more money than the top UFC fighters. McGregor can go through this fight if it's at all competitive, uh, which I don't think it will be, but if it is, he, he could, buy, you know, there are other options for him. I mean, the Pauli Malignaggi fight is now kind of waiting to be made. Pauli Malignaggi is, has, I like Pauli, Mal, Pauli Malignaggi. I think he's a terrific commentator. I love watching him get upset and watching his eyes bug out. And Pauli, if, if I were lucky enough for you to be listening, I, I like you. I think you're the best commentator probably in, in the sport. I love Roy Jones too. Um, people would watch a Conor McGregor, Pauli, Pauli Malignaggi fight because it would be kind of entertaining and there is a genuine curiosity about what actually happened in sparring and it will be very interesting to see if Conor McGregor releases the whole video with one angle as Pauli Malignaggi has, has asked for repeatedly. Um, so uh, Steve, you put it at around a 20% chance? Yeah, I give him, uh, uh, you know, obviously I think the, the, the likely uh, outcome of this is that it's going to be Mayweather by decision. I do not think that Mayweather is going to knock McGregor out. Um, just don't think it's going to happen to a to to the big bigger younger guy, particularly given the fact that Mayweather hasn't knocked anybody out since, not counting Victor Ortiz. Uh, I think the last knockout was uh, Arturo Gotti. Um, um, and uh, so, I, but I do think, uh, and I'm giving uh, as for the reasons I stated, McGregor a 20% chance very early on of getting uh, Mayweather out of there. Okay. Uh, with some roughhouse tactics. Uh, and Steve, where do you put your, where do you putting your percentage of that? I will give Connor a five percent chance, which is primary. Not, not that he will out. I do not think he will outbox him for, for even a five second stretch. I don't think he'll win a round. I don't, I don't think he will 
in any way be competitive in terms of the actual boxing. Canelo Alvarez was not competitive in terms of the actual boxing. Canelo Alvarez would absolutely destroy McGregor. Um, I, I will give McGregor a 5% chance on, you know, based on primarily kind of what Steve is talking about, that he gives bizarre angles. Floyd, maybe he's taking it lightly. He's been out for two years. He doesn't take it seriously. You all remember a few, couple years ago, Anderson Silva, who was one of the greatest MMA fighters of all time, was kind of clowning around with Chris Weidman uh, and got knocked out while he was clowning around. I don't think Mayweather's going to do that. I don't think Mayweather is going to throw the fight. I mean, that was the other thing is when I was betting on this um, uh, legally in Nevada. Um, not that much, IRS. I did not bet that much. Um, Just a gentleman's bet. <laughs> the only thing that Floyd cares about as much as money is that zero on his record. Yeah. And as corrupt as boxing is, Benny, I, you know, Steve and I have witnessed so many boxing, bad boxing decisions since we've, we've both been watching boxing a long time. We've watched countless bad decisions. We've watched probably fights that are rigged and informally or formally. I think Floyd cares about that zero so much. I don't think he's going to clown around and put himself in real jeopardy of getting hit. I think the best chance for Connor is to catch him cold, give him awkward looks, kind of maul him, see what he can get away with, uh, make Floyd scared that he's going to throw a kick, and then and then catch him. Well, I was going to ask, like, what happens if Connor McGregor goes into like some kind of fugue state, forgets <laughs> that he's boxing, and just like kicks Floyd Mayweather? It was the, I mean, I think he dead. should tread lightly. I think that if he's going to go, I think if he doesn't know real well what's going on, he doesn't know who Floyd is at this point. Then my advice to him would be to well to tread lightly. No, there's he, stipulations in, in, the, in the contract. There's stipulations in the contract. Yeah, he would be disqualified if. if if, if Mayweather was, was he did something, something <laughs> there may cool, be some penalties. MMA moves. Uh, yeah, no, no. They stipulated in the contract to significant fines. I'm hearing up to ninety percent of May, uh, McGregor's oh, purse may be wow. forfeited if wow. he does something illegal. Um, There's also betting odds on that, by the way. For the pro there is a million <laughs> proposition bets. One will Mayweather throw a kick, which I think it was like plus plus a thousand or something like that i mean but you know realistically even if mcgregor isn't looking to do that you do have to wonder if he ends up in a situation where he gets hit or you get a little stunned and he kind of forgets where he memory, is you know? right not yeah. that mayweather's a big puncher at this point of his career but um so while we have both of you with us today we um we appreciate your thoughts on the mayweather mcgregor fight uh, i don't know if any of us are well I don't know that I'm going to be watching it, but I'm sure I will be following along. Um, but John Jones recently tested positive for um, anabolic steroids. This is coming off of his like tw UFC tw what, 214 win over Nate Cormier. How did Daniel, Daniel. Daniel. Uh, yes, because we were talking Not about to be Nate Diaz. With yes. So, um, so he yes, so he recently tested positive for an anabolic steroid, and he hasn't been stripped of his title yet. Right. He? According to um, the most recent reports, he hadn't been um, stripped of his title at this point. Um, Daniel Cormier has offered some commentary um, that indicates he has not been informed that he is the winner of that fight. Um, and this is not the first time that um, John Jones has tested positive for um, steroids. And uh, after UFC 200, he was suspended for a year. Um, he maintained that the off-brand Cialis pills he was taking contained banned substances. <laughs> you got to buy the real ones, the <laughs> fake ones. You know, yeah. you have no idea um, what's in them. Yes. Well, you know, they actually, they actually, you know, the the, the United States Anti-Doping Agency, USADA, which regulates all the UFCs, did uh, independence testing, and and, and and there was a full-on uh, evidentiary hearing related to that, where they concluded it was because of the dirty Cialis pills, um, and they ultimately. Um, 
found not that uh, that Jones was using performance-enhancing drugs, but that he was negligent uh, in, oh, in, in, in in taking uh, certain things without having them fully vetted. Uh, to determine if they contain any banned substances. I'm not really sure how awkward that conversation would be. Can you please test my off-market Cialis <laughs> bulb? Oh, no, they, what they do is they have a full process where they give them all the supplements and everything and anything that they've been taking, and then uh, USADA or, and or you know Jones, through his own independent testing, shows what's in them and, 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 and mm. so forth. Now, the interesting thing about the most recent, um, I guess, uh, uh, Flagging by USADA of Jones is that, you know, um, the, 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 these athletes are, are tested uh, at random um, during the entire lead up to the fight multiple, multiple times. Mm -hmm. And so the fight here, I think it was towards the end of uh, uh, July or, or August uh, or early August. And, you know, Jones had been tested at least. Uh, in the lead up to that, I think believe it was just tested on July seventh and July eighth randomly, and those tapes, those tests came back clean. Oh, and then he was the the I think this particular test was undertaken the day after the weigh-in, uh, which was not random but was scheduled, mm -hmm. and then that's where the test popped up for the steroid. Now the time frame, uh, so he was basically found to have taken this at a time frame where the steroid would have got, gave him absolutely no benefit because mm -hmm. he would not have been able to train with it or anything like that. And therefore, so there's some speculation that this was as a result of, again, a tainted supplement of some sort or something like that. A tainted Viagra. Did, <laughs> maybe. Did he know that it was, did, was he, he was aware that this test was going to be done after yeah, the Yeah, it was a scheduled test. Yeah. Which is bizarre given the history, as, as you may know, given the history of this fight, which originally was scheduled right around July 4th of last year and had to be postponed. Mm -hmm. Uh, Jones and Cormier had had a kind of a war of words that I think we were talking about before we got on where Cormier had let John, jo John Jones know that he took this very seriously and was willing to die in the ring if he had to and John Jones' response was good, be prepared to do that. So this was a fight that was, you yes. know, very hot about a year ago and got postponed because of John Jones and then with all of his legal troubles. So for him to be, I think as Steve is suggesting here, for him to be kind of doing this at this point, I mean, I know we've all seen crazy stuff, but it seems like an odd timing mm -hmm. knowing he's going to be yeah. tested. And so what What the next steps of this process are, so there's, there's been no stripping of titles or anything like that. Well, the next step is, so they, when, when USADA comes collects a, a sample, those samples are then, uh, you know, uh, there's there's two samples taken, an A B sample and the B sample. The A sample is the one that they tested. The the process next process is test, test the, the B, B sample. sample. But uh, um, Jones uh, has exercised his right to have an expert kind of uh, oversee the testing of the B sample, and so that's going to take a couple of weeks to mm -hmm. figure out if uh, w w to get the expert over there for the testing to determine m make sure the testing is done uh, is above board and the legal trouble that john jones was found himself in a few years ago or at least last year was the result of the hit and run in is it florida no it was in yes. albuquerque oh albuquerque yeah sorry he got out of his vehicle after hitting was a woman pregnant she yes was pregnant, he got out of the vehicle arm. carried a bunch of uh drugs in his hand and tried to climb over a fence and unfortunately john jones is very recognizable yes. john jones yeah. is a striking figure <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I think even one of the police officers who arrived at the scene said hey that's john jones up <laughs> the front. he was running away from the scene of he, this accident he also had another incident this was nowhere near of that magnitude but what was this like eight months ago or something where he was pulled over i believe in albuquerque by a police officer who asked him why he was drag racing 
racing, uh, which I don't know that he actually was drag racing, but there are laws against uh, exhibitions of speed. Oh. And I guess he was revving the engine or something next to someone else, and they pulled him over, and that became a huge ordeal, which if you haven't watched that video, it's kind of it's kind of entertaining. Uh, you can find it on YouTube. Mm -hmm. uh, does he live in Albuquerque? Is that Well, he, he he's from New York, but yeah, his gym is out in Albuquerque, yeah. New Mexico, um, and so he moved out there recently to focus on training and not be... Uh, Distracted. Uh, distracted, but apparently, yeah. You know, it, it's, apparently. it's, it's sad <laughs> happening at this time because while he's had these problems, he, it was a good fight with Cormier, and he, he did hurt Cormier, he concussed Cormier, Cormier had, had that reaction at the end where he was interviewed perhaps in an opportune time, which Joe Rogan, you know, apologized for later. Um, but John Jones gave a very, very classy, for all the problems he's had and for all the stuff he's done, gave a very classy response, uh, you know, after he won that fight, and a shout-out to Daniel Cormier and how much he appreciated him as a person and a fighter. And, you know, for this to happen is kind of, uh, I don't want to say it's surprising given everything that we see in sports and boxing, particularly boxing, MMA, you tend to see stuff that you don't necessarily see in other sports, just given the nature of it. So it will be curious to see what happens with this. And, you know, Steve's, you know, kind of thoughts here about kind of the timing of the testing and, you know, that this would just be an unusual time to be caught with that. Mm -hmm. It'll be very curious to see how that plays yeah, out. Yeah, I mean, it, and again, it, you know, a lot of people are rushing to judgment on this considering his history, but, I mean, the timing of it suggests that, you know, he wasn't really attempting to use perform-enhancing drugs. So your option, so what the likely outcome of this will most likely be is that he took a tainted supplement, unknowingly took a tainted supplement, or the sample itself was collected and uh, the test was administered improperly, uh, which we'll, we'll find out one way or the other if, when, when the B sample is tested. tested. Um. Steve, I have, I have one last question. I, you know, and not to, I just realized I sound like my favorite fighter, Gennady Golovkin, when I, when I was approaching it, which was not what I intended. But um, just one more question, guys. Um, John Jones, is he the, the best MMA fighter of all time? Um, I think th th arguably yes, uh, uh, but with his checkered history, uh, particularly depending upon how this latest fiasco turns out, I mean, that's, that's in question. Um, uh, I think, uh, but I think he, he, I mean, you have a lot of, uh, I think of modern era, there's no doubt that he's probably, but then you have individuals like uh, you mentioned Anderson Silva, BJ Penn, people who fought multiple weight classes. Conor McGregor after he beats uh, Mayweather. Well, we'll see. <laughs> um, well, we appreciate the Even Stevens Corner today for talking to us about uh, the fight and what's happening with John Jones. So thanks, guys. Thanks for having us. So that was basically MMA and Boxing Corner from um, the two Steves. And so we're just going to hit one last story for today before we, before we call it and then gear ourselves up for the weigh-in and for the match itself. Um, so ESPN host Ryan Rossillo was um, arrested and charged with, I guess, breaking and entering. Um, it's trespassing. Trespassing it was, yeah. for um, getting drunk, walking into an apartment or a condo um, in Wyoming, and then refusing to leave when the actual owners of the condo um, found him with his pants down literally, um, and told him to get himself out of the property. So, yeah, so this happened in Wyoming. Uh, Ryan Rosillo has been on vacation for the last week or so. He had posted a picture from a lake in Montana. Uh, this took place, I guess, what, last night or the night before. It was like 3.30 in the morning, and the condo owners can't remember whether or not they locked the door. And uh, as Burke said, Ryan Rosillo was found 
in a bedroom lying naked on the bed with his pants down around his ankle and not being able to really articulate why he was there. Um, so the, uh, I think the general idea was that he was intoxicated or inebriated and maybe wandered into the wrong condo. They tend to look alike. I don't know. Sure. Um, so he was charged with uh, criminal trespass. It's a misdemeanor in Wyoming. The maximum fine is $750. I think that um, there's also potentially, uh, you know, six months in, in jail, but I'm assuming maybe incorrectly that Rusillo is a first-time offender. Um, he was released on his own recognizance today, um, and there was no uh, time set for when this would go to trial. Um, so if he goes to trial, we will definitely let you know. Um, he, ESPN hasn't done anything about this yet. Um, they basically said they're just reviewing the situation um, and have made any decisions uh, about what to do with Mr. Rosillo. I know they've come under um, all, some scrutiny with the dif differential treatment of um, the certain of their personalities. Um, so it'll be interesting to see kind of where they go with um, Russell if they suspend him or um, yeah, I not. mean, because uh, you know, obviously this was not a work incident. He was on vacation when this happened. He right. he's not being um, potentially disciplined for something he said on the air or something that happened in Bristol. This is just an unfortunate circumstance. But you're right. If they're treating, if they're inconsistent in how they're disciplining people with similar incidents then you know as we talked about last time with the nfl that kind of creates a, a problem in terms of your credibility as an organization right and um i think you know the most kind of most famous discipline issues they've had are with respect to stephen a smith and bill simmons um, both of whom to the extent they engaged in wrongdoing it was in the context of work um, Stephen A. Smith made comments on his own show, and Bill uh, Simmons was talking on a, well, on his own podcast, actually, but then he also got in more trouble when he um, was talking on another um, non-ESPN radio show. So. Um, yeah, and I'm just personally disappointed because I am actually a Ryan Rosillo fan. Um, I find that he has... Uh, a pretty interesting like his guests on his show are pretty interesting and you know and he's a massachusetts guy or at least a new england guy yes yeah so um i mean listen it, people drink too much and do dumb things and mm -hmm. hopefully he will learn from this experience um and not get thrown in jail in wyoming yes uh no hopefully hopefully not he'll pay a fine and um move on with with things and whether or not he will be suspended or has a job that will remain to be seen. Um, so that's it from us this time around. Um, just wanted to introduce you to our wonderful world of Even Stevens Corners. <laughs> so. That's our everyday at work, so it's <laughs> lots of fun. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, thanks so much for listening, and we will be back with um, more sports celebrity and legal talk next week. Great. Thanks, Great. everyone. Bye.